Hey, this is Henry J, the producer of the Live and Ever podcast. Before we jump into today's episode of Sleep Arbor Club, just want to let you know it was the first time that we had three guests on the show, and the audio is a little bit more echoey than uh, you or I may be used to. So apologies for that, but it was a great interview regardless. Also, stick around to the very, very end of the episode. We will be listening to Sleepover Club's brand new single called Corpse Kid. The record comes out tomorrow. Go check it out for sure. They are one of my favorite ever bands, and uh, hopefully yours too after after this interview. So without further ado, here's this week's Live in Everett podcast. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. I'm not Garrett Hunt. <laughs> and I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode 45, which is brought to you by support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So maybe you noticed uh, Garrett isn't with us today, but we have producer Henry J. filling in for Garrett. How are you doing? Good. It's 45 episodes, and I'm finally guest hosting a different <laughs> podcast. Well, you've it's been, really weird. You've been like a third voice when we've done like our best of. I have, but this is the first time being in the, like the, the co-host seat. Yeah, yeah. So it's frightening. And you definitely have the most experience of anyone on the team for how to do this. So, <sighs> so maybe I'll learn Not really. I lots of things I'm from I'm just you. a volunteer radio host. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what did you do this weekend? Sorry, where are we? <laughs> I can't do, hear anything. What'd you do this weekend? Okay. Uh, let's see. I went to the tractor and saw I Will Keep Your Ghost open for Helio Sequence. That was totally awesome. I rode down with Martin and Mary from Oliver Elf Army. Very cool. Very it cool. It's like, I feel like Everett made a field trip to the tractor that night. It was a lot of fun. What about you? For sure. I wanted to go. Um, I saw, I went to a show. I saw Diet Sig and Great Grandpa in the Spook School on Sunday, and that was a very, very cool night at the Chop Suey. Very fun. Nice. Cool. Well, I'm like really excited about, you know, like I feel like you and I both grew up playing music. And we have a really cool band on the show today. But um, before we get into that, if you're not familiar with uh, Live in Everett, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos, send out a jam-packed weekly newsletter, maintain an active blog, events calendar, and more. You can learn more about what we do at liveineverett.com. So this week on the show, we have Sierra, Katie, and Sid from Everett punk band Sleepover Club. Uh, Sleepover Club has been playing shows around the Puget Sound relentlessly, opening for bands like Mommy Longlegs and Screaming Females, which we'll talk about in a minute because that was really cool. Uh, you can catch them in Everett at this year's Fisherman's Village Music Festival, which starts on March 30th. Yep, but before we jump in, the Homish PUD has been your community energy partner for over 65 years. Your PUD offers smart ways uh, to help you save energy and lower your bill. They can help you save with instant rebates on energy, saving home improvements, and special prices on efficient home products. Check out their website, snowpud.com. That's S-N-O-P-U-D dot C-O-M. For more smart rewards, smart rebates, and smart ideas. All right, so we've paid the bills, and now it's time to get into <laughs> the interview portion of the show. How's it going, Sleepover Club? How are you guys doing? How's it go? Uh, good. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Live and Ever podcast. Thanks. Good things happen here. This is kind of crazy because Sierra works with us. Yeah. So I guess we should probably get that out of the way now. Full disclosure. Full, full disclosure, disclosure in full effect. Um, 
I guess uh, I guess we'll start with the backstory. Uh, all th- all three of you are from Everett, is that correct? Yeah. Um, all three of you like kind of oh kind of like grew up around here. I guess went to high school here. Well, uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there's like different. I think there's like different qualifications for each of us. Uh, with that question, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to speak for anybody else beside myself. I'm. Mo- I'm mostly from Everett, basically. Uh, I was born and raised here. I was born at the hospital in Pacific. Nice. And I haven't left. I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're not stuck. You just. <laughs> we're born into paradise. You no, can't, I like it here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to <laughs> go. What about you, Sierra? Um, I'm actually from Reno. Nice. Nevada. And um, I've been here for like 10 years, though, so I went to middle and high school in Everett. So, yeah, it's hometown, I guess. Woo-hoo. So what, what was it like growing up um, and going to shows? Did most of you spend your sort of formidable years around here going to all-ages shows in the region? I definitely did. Um, I pretty much lived at the Creatives Underground Theater when that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you see there? Because like a lot of a lot of the bands that are uh, happening now have come from from three two three one. I definitely saw Johnny Hoffman in the Residence a dozen times there. I saw Sleepless Citizen when there were still John Paul and the Apostles. Um, I can't remember. It's been decoys. Years. Oh, decoys, decoys played in my basement. Okay, like I was the coolest. So did Jayhawk. <laughs> yeah. For your birthday. I was the original basement show ever. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I can remember being. So I'm. You're all right around 21, right? Yeah, I can remember being 21 in Everett and um, the basement shows. When I was that age, there was this band called Galactic Federation of Light. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but that was Richie Rico. I don't know if you know Richie Rico, but he played in uh, Rose Windows. And Richie Owen, who was a drummer for Fauna Shade, they were in like this two-piece band. um, And they were like, they sounded kind of like Hella, you know, like instrumental (laughs) two-piece band. So those were like, those are fond memories of mine. Mm. So um, I guess speaking of bands and things like, like growing up, things like that. Starting Sleepover Club, like what were what were I guess, and what are some of your influences? I guess what kind of what do you bring to the band, um, influence wise, if that makes sense, you know? As a band, I think we have some pretty common uh, influences. Yeah, we, maybe we could start with like a broad everybody influence. And sure. Then, okay. Let's do that. On three. <laughs> Who wants uh, to start? <laughs> um, definitely, Mommy Longlegs is like a big reason we even like sound the way we do, I guess. Uh, and like one of the earlier bands is like Katie showed us Gland from uh, New Orleans, yeah. right? And they're really cool, sort of like similar vibe. But uh, they have a really good video for one of their songs, and I don't remember what it is, but... Cram it. Yeah. Yeah. Good video, good song. Um, I don't know, is there others too? Or I think those were the big ones. That's when we first started talking about stuff, so... Yeah. Or band-wise. I think my main influence for, like, wanting to start a band and, like, do things like that is, um, like, Riot Girl kind of things, like Bikini Kill. Um, I love L7. Um, other female-fronted bands like that, especially from this area, especially like from the '90s. <laughs> and that's all coming back right now too. Oh, I feel yeah. like there's like a like that was 
technically like the third wave, I think, yeah. of feminism, feminist bands or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, and now I feel like there's there's a definite fourth wave, I which is kind of cool. It's it's fun to see. How do you write songs? What does that process look like? <laughs> oh boy, <clears throat> somebody says a dumb thing and we laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. We we melodically laugh at it. Yeah. yeah. Usually they start with like chants, or like one of us will write like a dumb riff and we're like, well, uh, oh, there's a thing we do where we check like the notes section on our phones just to see like, what have we written down lately? And sometimes it turns into a dumb song, so. (laughs) I think that's how, oh man, I don't remember. We've written at least one off of that. Yeah. But I don't remember. That's definitely where the name for Crime Baby came from, our like original single. I just had it written down on my phone. I don't, I think it's something Sierra said. So um, speaking of, you know, like the, the Riot Girl stuff, that was a lot of, that was very DIY focused. Um, and I feel like Sleepover Club has a very strong DIY ethic. Where does that come from? And uh, do you have any advice for bands starting out uh, like book shows? I mean, you guys are so good at, at networking and getting into a scene, I guess. Um, do you have any advice for, for some bands out there? Make friends. He, pretty much. I think almost every single booking connection we have is because we chatted people up and made friends with them. It's, it's a lot of like friendly community stuff over there in that scene. So, I think like we just got like super lucky by knowing a couple people, and then like they just like I don't know. We're like I like to think we're nice, and so like when other people, other nice people, we hang out with, like it just kind of spreads, and we tell about like other bands we like, and they tell about us, and it just like. I don't know, I feel like we've only maybe put together like two shows on our own and everything else has been people like asking us. A lot of people reaching out and half the time they do it's stuff like Miranda from Hardly Boys recommended you guys or or someone from Mommy Long Legs or, and that stuff's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, that's so, super cool. Yeah. Humbling. How did you get into that scene in the first place, like the Seattle kind of house show DIY scene? Like how, because you guys played your first show with Oliver Elfarmy. Um, you know, it was an Everett show, and so, and then all of a sudden, you guys just started playing these shows out in Seattle. Like, what was the, what was kind of like the call up? I guess like the first, did you reach out? Did somebody find you? Oh, um, it was our friend Carter from Moon Human. Like, uh, so before we even had our first show, what his other band needed like another person opening for one of their shows in Seattle, and he was like, "Whoa, you guys want to do it?" Is that a Generations? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. And then ever since then, you're just off and running. Yeah, I guess so. Very yeah, awesome. I can remember your first show when you played the anchor with Oliver Alfarmi, and I remember just being like totally enamored and being like, this is super refreshing, and these kids are going to blow up like that, you know? And it's, yeah, it's cool to see, you know, people really digging your band and putting in hard work and having fun. How do you come up with a name, Sleepover Club? Oh man. Well, Trials I, and tribulations. I think we gotta start with the origin and the fourth original member of Sleepovercom. Oh boy. Oh, there's uh, a secret member? Yeah. Oh man. They died. Yeah. They did. Oh man, please don't tell me that's true because I'm gonna feel really bad. It's not a song, it's not a song. Well, sweet baby boy, Colin Ferguson. Um, Our little angel. <laughs> um, so, like, my friend Colin, well, Sid knows him from high school. But, mm-hmm. We've been buds, you know, for years. And he's like, hey, you know, I reconnected with this kid, Sid, from high school. He wants to start a band. 
like, I know you play music, you want to start a band. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then Sierra and I, previous to that, we had tried to start something called Lady Trash. It was just the two of us, and we wrote a song about an angry raccoon. Never really went anywhere. So I'm like, well, Sierra and I have this thing going, so like, let's all four of us link up, see what happens. And so we all met up in our basement and like tried to get something together. Didn't really work. Colin dropped out. He's got a fancy job. So it was just three of us left. And we were stuck trying to brainstorm for band I- name ideas. Yeah, there was a lot of ideas with Colin that I don't know if we're allowed to say on this podcast. I don't They'll know what the rules bleeped. of internet are. Yeah, we'll just we'll, um, we have to bleep you don't, it. Sadly. No, there are no rules on the internet. Ooh. I, Uh-oh. I'd say the most... Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if this is bleepable or not, but uh, um, Muff Lunch was a Colin... <laughs> Favorite. I really liked that one. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. mixed reviews on Muff Lunch. Mixed okay. reviews. Also, yeah. one of the working titles I think was Mom's Birthday. Yes. Yeah, we wanted something like wholesome and nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Muff Lunch is not yeah. necessarily. I mean, lunch is wholesome. Oh, I do love lunch. Yeah, lunch is great. Um, Sleepover Club feels like a wholesome name. That's, well, you'd think that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a, uh, I thought that was like a series of books, like Babysitter Club yeah. or something. Uh, Isn't it? it? It's an Australian, like, children's TV show. I think oh, it's okay. Australia's answer to the Babysitter's Club. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was like a, it sounds like a teen movie from like 1987 yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. There's like two albums that I think are like a soundtrack from that show of just like really... Like, oh, it's amazing. Early 2000s. It's on Spotify. Yeah. It's, cr- it's crazy. Divas. <laughs> but I think it's been years, so we're probably in the clear legally. I yeah, think. that'd be fine. Curious if you think of yourselves as an Everett band or like a Seattle band. And if you had any sort of like cognitive dissonance, like trying to... Because Tellers, I mean, we're like an Everett band and we own it. And we're like proud to be an Everett band. Oliver Elf Army, I feel like they're proud to be an Everett band. What about you? I'm pretty proud to be an Everett band. Yeah, it's like cool to think about being like, I don't know, like part part of this town where everybody knows everybody and it's like getting bigger and whatever. Um, I don't know. That wasn't a good way to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like Everett has a really distinct music scene that is separate from Seattle and a lot of people bunch them all together but Everett is different and it's a it's like bands from Everett are Everett bands they don't sound the same as bands from Seattle if that makes any sense yeah it totally makes sense I'm wondering if you can uh like like point out what you think is different from the Everett scene from maybe the Seattle scene I think there's kind of like a weird hierarchy of like coolness and like artisty kids in Seattle that kind of influences how they make stuff. Whereas in Everett, like we all started from the bottom and um, quote trash is something we use a lot in this town. Um, I think it's more humble origins and a lot more lighthearted and I don't feel like we take ourselves as seriously as a lot of Seattle artists. That's not to say that's a bad thing, but yeah. Yeah, I like that, what you said. You said, like, cool kids. I don't think you said cool kids club, but that's how I would describe it. I feel like being an artist in Everett gives you space to have original thought to where your thoughts aren't, like, controlled by... Or you're not, you're influ- you're not like, driven by trying to, like, fit into something or be cool or whatever, but I feel like Seattle, or Everett gives a lot of space to have, be original as an artist and 
not worry so much about like trying to fit in and all that so and you can really carve your own lane here too like there's no band that sounds like sleepover club totally you know so that's the thing about everett if you go to a big city like la or like seattle and you're like i'm gonna go be an artist like everyone there's already <laughs> that but there's not as much of that here so it's a lot easier to get started you have to earn it i also like that here in everett like when you start out as an artist or a band, like the community is very welcoming. There isn't like this aura of um, what is the word I'm looking for? Competition. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Oliver Elf Army. When we first started out, they're like, "Hey, come play the show with us. Like, you guys are cool. You know, like they really welcomed us. It wasn't like the people trying to step on our heads and like not let us in. It was very welcoming, and I really like that. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I know from experience that when like tellers plays a show in Seattle even other bands the way that they treat you and like the competition between like other you know they'll just be like standoffish and so everyone's competing for like the limited space that there is to actually get noticed so it's weird sometimes even just being like a femme band and having like gals in the band like some a couple times we've played with like someone who would have like weird like femme competition with us like oh there can't be other girls in music and they give us a weird vibe like that and it's like this it's not about competition yeah. like I feel like if you're a gal in music you should probably support all the other gals in music instead of competing with them and just in general too you know yeah it's we're all in it together I feel you know as a as a local musician you should really embrace the the local scene and not try and be like oh well this guy is this and this guy is that it all come together because we're all broke. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Speak for yourselves. Yeah. Just kidding. Tellers are loaded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say that it, the 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 like worst way to try to make money is being in a indie band. Being, <laughs> you know, being like, an artist. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's ways that you can monetize being an artist, but I feel especially for musicians, it's like so hard unless you like. I don't even know, you know, but I, I think about like the dollar per hour that I make as a musician. I mean, it's like negative, <laughs> you know, it's like I give, it costs me money to be, to be a musician. Yeah. It's a, it's hard out there for a band. Especially coming from Everett and most of our shows being in Seattle, it's a lot of time and like gas money driving from Everett to Seattle or like from Everett to Tacoma or wherever. Like we have a show in Olympia in a few months and it's like, that's going to be a long yeah. drive for absolutely no yeah. like, like monetary gain. It'll be fun and awesome. Are people well, paying you, you when you play shows? Do you do the venues pay you? Or are you still in that Sometimes. place where oh. they're like... We've gotten... We usually do get paid. We've, yeah. I think we've only like lost, like actually not gotten paid at least gas money maybe like two times. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I know at least one of those places will never go back to for mm -hmm. a lot of reasons. So, the, yeah. The best payout we actually got was from a house show. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Pizza Palace. Really great <laughs> Our place. Favorite, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Boys. I feel like uh, for a young band, like that's the crappiest thing that happens. Like, come play, your payment will be an experience. It's like, what? It's yeah. like that is like so that's cool that that's not happening to you very much. Yeah, like when we were growing up it was always it was like pay to play. Like yeah, yeah. You wanted to get into like El Corazon on a Tuesday 
And then you'd have to, I remember like kids at school, like at MP would just be like, yo, here's like tickets, like just buy these. Like I have to sell all of these tickets before they'll let us play or you have to pay, you have to pay your own money to buy out the rest of the tickets. I totally remember that. And I really hope that pay to play is dead. I'm sure it's it's not. not. Uh, Yeah. Oh, really? It's always going to be around forever. We were reached out to by someone booking for Studio 7 and they wanted (laughs) to do something like that. Like the way it works there is... Um, like the company rents out the venue so the venue has no say in what the company does because they put on their own show and then however many tickets you sell is where you end up on the lineup that night so that if you sell the least you oh end up God. at the bottom yeah so yeah and this is why it's hard uh, it's hard for musicians out there because everybody's trying to get a cut and exploit the artist and at the very end of it the artist gets like like loses money. Yeah, and nobody goes to those shows anyway. Who's yeah. going to go to to a venue on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? You know, like you have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to play those shows, but never pay to play those shows. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's all these DIY venues in Seattle. Like that's, I feel that that's where young bands start bands starting out should go yeah. and play there and get into those scenes instead of just trying to pay your way to the top. Unless you got loaded parents. Um, so one one show that you guys played that you didn't have to pay to play was opening for Screwing Females at the Vera Project, which I went and saw with Wade and Hillary. Uh, the three KSCR DJs made our way down there, and it was awesome. It was so cool. So um, I don't know, like run us through that night. I guess what was that like? <laughs> um, I uh, <laughs> it'll, I, it was cool. Everybody there was really nice. I know that you're a big fan. Sid, I know all three of you are big fans. Sid showed us Screaming Females. Yeah, I'm a big uh, baby boy for Screaming Females. Um, uh, they're, they were like one of those bands that like the first time you hear is just like, oh, this is what I like. And uh, I don't know. It all just meant like a lot to me. And then like when I saw they were coming back here, uh, I was like emailing the, the booker um because he's like booked us a couple shows before, and I was like, "Hey, can we please open this?" And then ended up that we we could and we did. And uh, the other bands were super nice, and uh, Baywitch is really cool. They're like our our buddies now. Playing with them again soon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, really excited about that. The other bands, were, I don't know, it was just really nice, really exciting, and like uh, really uh, overwhelming <laughs> the whole time. Sid was. An anxious boy that night. Yeah. Do you get nervous before shows? <laughs> Not often. I don't know. At like that one, I did like because I don't know. That also was like our first Vera project show, which felt like really big to uh, to me at, at least. Same. Yeah. Most definitely. I remember being under a under twenty one in the Vera project being like the spot. Some of my favorite shows from growing up were at the Vera project. Where is Vera project now? It's at the Seattle Center, kind of, by okay. the Fisher Building. Yeah, gotcha. it's right by the other radio station. It, it's different the other from what it was when we, were, when we were minors, right? I never went to the Vera Project as a kid. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it was on, like, 2nd or something like that near gotcha. Belltown back then. Um, that's awesome. So, let's see. Y'all got a record contract. I feel like that's pretty significant. Yeah. How's it feel? Pretty, pretty validated. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Nice. Fancy. And what's the label? Youth Riot. Youth Riot. Cool. And so how'd that come about? Um, well, the two honeys who run that are Dan and Spencer, and they 
At least what they told us was they saw us when we opened for Mommy Long Legs at their tour kickoff at Black Lodge. And uh, they reached out to us and they were like, hey, we saw you and it was really cool. And uh, what happened from there? Um, they kind of just like suggested like, hey, would you guys like be interested in putting a tape out? Like, are you recording anything? We actually were at the time, like just for ourselves, we we're going to self-produce it. Um, and they're like, well, let us put it on a tape. And so we did. <laughs> um, yeah, we worked with them and like sent them our demos and things like that. And they were really psyched about it. And we went and met with them and like signed things all fancy. They gave me a bite of a sandwich. Yeah, they did piece together a sandwich. <laughs> Here, let's seal the deal, eat the sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great uh, contractual agreement. Um, yeah. So what's up with youth, right? I don't know much about them. They're um, up and coming Seattle record label, a lookout f- world. Uh, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> they uh, no, they they put out um, uh, mommy long legs. I think they put out a versing thing. Weep wave. Weep wave. Oh, there's the galpel. Yeah, that's pretty good. So the question that I think people listening. Uh, the whole idea of putting out a tape probably seems like so weird to a lot of people if you're not like in the music scene. So why tape and not vinyl or a CD? Yeah, this is a cassette tape. Yeah, this is a literal cassette tape. Yes. Cheaper. Vinyl's really expensive and CDs are really expensive. Tape is the cheapest option for physical media, at least right now, that we could afford. And it's like, uh, I don't know, it like, a lot of people our age have like crappier cars, and <laughs> so it's practical. You yeah, can play so it, you yeah. can like they have a car that already has a thing in it. A and thing, yeah, small. tape deck, yeah, yeah, a thing, yeah, yeah. and it's a uh, <laughs> compact, collectible, uh, mm, fun to look at. Whatever. Yeah, you can get really customizable with them too, like a lot more than you can with like a CD, I think, or unless you want to fork out big money for like a super cool vinyl, but like we have like a colored tape that we chose and like a colored case and a, a like J card that we designed and just stuff tape like that. Tape stickers. Yeah, it's stickers. a design thing. It becomes a tchotchke too, I feel like, you know, <laughs> like, um, cause you'll probably offer like digital downloads yeah. with tape purchase. So like if you don't have a tape player, you've got this cool designed tchotchke yeah. from this band you that you really like. Stack them. Yeah, we looked at doing a tape when we put out Everett Sounds, but I think it was, we didn't do it because of, like, the length. Like, do you couldn't get enough time on a tape or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you only have, like, what, an hour aside or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Half hour aside. Let's turn back to Everett a little bit. What is your hope for Everett's music scene moving forward? All ages venues. Yeah. yeah. It's coming, right? Hopefully. Supposedly. With Isabella and the Rocket Hotel. Why are, I mean, every, I think every band that we've ever had on this show, that's what they say when we talk about every music scene, is Everett needs a great all-ages venue, or needs an all-ages venue. Why is it so important? I mean, why do you think it's so important? Because you need to get, like, I don't know, like, especially in, like, maybe not as big cities where it's, like, Everett's sort of, I feel like, like a, a medium city, it needs, like, stuff to do for kids who, like, aren't into, like, hockey or, or whatever and it's just like another thing for people to do and like experience new things and I know that was something that like I valued a lot as a kid going to like death metal shows with my dad and whatever and so like I don't know like it's get bring more art into the world by like supporting people 
being able to see art at a young age? I think um, accessibility is a really big thing, especially like for kids like me who love music and grew up going to shows with like my mom, you know, bumper shoot and things like that. Um, it sucked being 15 not being able to get into any of the bars where the cool bands are playing, you know? And like the Creatives Underground Theater was really helpful for that, but then it closed down and there's nothing now. And like no one's really having a show in their basement because they don't want to get fined, you know? And it just sucks to not have anywhere to go and you have to go all the way to Seattle to have a good time when you're underage and it sucks. <laughs> Plus playing shows, if you're a young band and you're underage, if you're under 21 or even under 18, it's impossible to get a show in Everett unless it's at a bar and then none mm -hmm. of your friends can stay. And like so many times we've been kicked out of Scum Anchor and just stuff like that and it, it sucks. And there isn't like a platform for younger bands to get started in the town and that's why Everett doesn't have like an emerging young music scene. Not to say it doesn't now, but it, we need more of yeah, it. Yeah, it could be bigger. Yeah, like an all-ages venue will help add to that. I know, so Henry and I both grew up in Marysville going to shows. We had, like, pretty good all-ages stuff in Marysville, I feel like, for the time. Yeah, well, we had, like, kind of the same, like, DIY. Like, there was nowhere to play in Marysville. There was no bars to play in either. There was just nothing to do. So we would just rent out the Green Hall, Masonic, Masonic Temple. Yeah. Um, There's some churches that let us play for a little but while. But there was TLC and more Cafe. That was there for a little while too, yeah, for yeah. sure. Where I, the Fall of Troy played a bunch of times. Totally, Whoa, yeah, exactly. Wild. Yeah, yeah. So I do feel like the other side of the all ages venue. I don't know about you, Henry, but for me, that was like where I made all of my friends, who are like still my friends today, and like found my place in the world. You know, so I, and I think that music is a great, a great hobby for young people you know hobby that could translate into a job it's a great way to spend your time that's the reason why so, i'm here right now is because i met you like you know 15 years yeah, ago in a still, basement so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. still hanging around but totally. yeah i mean if those if those venues weren't around and we weren't throwing those shows i would probably be dead or in jail <laughs> you know like and and that's i think that's why or just a different person yeah you know, i'd yeah. probably suck to be no, honest with you in on. some way come on so yeah and and like getting back to sierra what you were talking about about like the the bar scene like you know the bars will say oh well we're an all-ages venue till 11 but shows don't end at 11 shows go till 2 a.m so it really sucks I I know know. that's a late show for me i'm an old guy now but <laughs> well, like every show that we've that we've played that oliver Elfarm has played with sleepover club you know you guys couldn't see us play you guys couldn't see the headliners because we would go on at like 11 30 or something like that and you know the kids would be outside looking yeah at, and they and make think, you pay to yeah stay and they make you pay age. because because you're not going to buy a beer because you can buy a beer which that just sell soda so that's all i'm saying just sell just sell coke for a buck you yeah know? anyway that's a whole other conversation oh, i didn't know but, they made made you pay yeah yeah at uh, uh at the anchor they make you pay a five dollar cover if you're underage just to get kicked out early just to get kicked out. yeah and you can only stay until 11 which uh, which is so awful. if you're a band that plays at the anchor and you're underage they make you pay a cover yep oh, oh no, 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 no not the band all the, no. all the attendees oh, okay gotcha yeah. Yeah, they make the audience gotcha. if they're under 21 pay. Oh, weird. Yeah, so huh. if you're over 21, you get it free. Because they're assuming you're going to drink. Okay, yeah, right, right. Sense. But still, I mean, I don't. That's I, I feel that that's not not very fair at all, and not very uh, 
not a very good way to keep a music scene going. <laughs> TBH. That's my that's my own opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You want to get into these every questions? Yeah, let's let's move off the interview and start asking. So, uh, great chatting with you all. We're going to talk about uh, some Everett stuff. We've got these Everett questions we ask every guest who's on our show. So the first question that we have, and then whoever has an answer, just you know, it's your question. Um, Henry, you want to kick this off? Sure. So how have uh, the three of you, whoever's, how have you seen uh, Everett change since you've been here, since you've been hanging around? Um, I think there's a lot more community involvement in Everett now, especially in the arts community, like with the Black Lab Gallery opening and even places like Narrative Coffee opening and things like the Maker's Market occurring. Everyone kind of knows each other and hangs out more and shares stuff with each other more. It's kind of cool. Totally. <laughs> what do you think Everett's best kept secret is? We'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that counts as an answer. That's the funniest answer that anyone's ever that's, said. That's a really good That's one. a perfect answer. Uh, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? I think it definitely is. Like in my childhood, I had a friend from Arlington who was born and raised there, and she was so convinced that Everett was like the scariest thing in the world. You know, she would come here and be like, "Let's walk down the alley. It's so scary." And I'm like. <laughs> okay there's a there's a street light in the alley like it's fine but i think that i don't people don't really understand like the sense of community and like the nice people that are here because we have like this i don't know uh like people think that it's scary and not good i'm not answering this very well no you are um i i think that people just need to like take a walk down hewitt midday and like see all the cool places and like all the nice smiling people and this, like, um, I can't think of the word. <laughs> reputation. There it is. This reputation of, like, like, you know, the bus station at night. Just, like, it does, it's not representative right. of Everett. I feel like you go to a bus station at night anywhere and it's going to be scary. Exactly. Bus stations are a scary concept. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a hate letter from people who ride the bus now. I ride the bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why it's so scary because you're, yeah, you're there. Yeah, I was on the bus. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that. So that's that's a great answer. So Everett is is misunderstood, and it's because people just don't come and check yeah, it out. Yeah, like people if don't you get were here, freeway. if you were looking around, you'd see that it's cool here. Yeah, it's sure. pretty. You could see all the mountains. So, so besides the all ages venue, oh, uh, dang it. what do you think Everett needs, if anything? I was gonna say more venues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think more music stores would be cool. Yeah. I mean, it needs a record store. Yeah. What about uh, the record store on Broadway? No, that's well, all right. That's but, a gem, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't have any new music, new releases, or, you know, an easily accessible uh, yeah. place to find good music or different music. It's all a lot of old Give me stuff. something where I can buy Dilly Dally. That's all I ask. <laughs> Sid needs a Dilly Dally tape. That's awesome. Right away. Um, what is your greatest hope for, Everett fu- for Everett's future? I really hope that people can look past like the homeless problem and the drug problem to see that it's a cool city and want to be here and spend more time here. Help yeah. it help improve. I mean, like just keep, uh, keep the upward climb going. So I don't know. I like it here, and I want it to stay nice and be nice, and people think it's nice. Yeah, Everett is what you make it. You yeah, know, exactly. there's there's room for everyone to contribute. 
For sure. So we're going to play Fast Favorites in a minute. But before we jump into our game, we just want to take one quick second to thank our sponsors, Mazatlan Mexican Restaurant. Mazatlan has a daily happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. and 9 to close. They also have an awesome Sunday brunch. They're located in downtown Everett at 1325 Pacific Ave. Find them online at themazatlanmex.com slash Everett. Nice. All right. So we're going to play a game. Um, This is called Fast Favorites. This is an interesting show because Henry's never been co-host. We've never had a punk band on the show, and we've never had three people on this show. So we're going to play Fast Favorites. We're going to start with Sid and then go Sierra, Katie, and then come back this way. And we're going to ask all five questions. So we're going to start with you, Sid. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. And Henry, do you want to ask the questions? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Sid, are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. What's your favorite place to eat? Jambo. All right, Sierra, favorite place to drink? Toggle's Bottle Shop. Uh, Katie, uh, favorite place to watch the sunset? Uh, the parking garage at the hospital um, on Pacific. Sid, uh, where to describe Everett, your favorite word? Mm, home. There you go. And Sierra, uh, what is your favorite thing to do when you have free time? Roller skate. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, well, that's great. Um, that was definitely under 60 seconds. Oh um, that might be a new world record, actually. <laughs> that could be. Uh, I liked Katie's answer. I've never heard uh, the hospital I, parking garage. I've been going there my entire life. I used to ride my bike up the elevator and ride it down. Uh-huh. Ride your bike up the elevator. That's cool. Well, I mean, I wouldn't ride it in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. But so it's there... definitely got the best view of the sunset in the city. It's seven stories tall, and like no one's ever there, and security rarely says anything. It's a very <laughs> special parking <laughs> garage. Nice. And I saw the fireworks up there. That's yeah. a great tip. Yeah, everyone always says like Legion Park or Grand Ave Park or something. So that's a good local tip. I appreciate that. All right, reach into the taupe bag of mystery. The uh, taupe bag. You guys can pick one prize <laughs> each. You can't look. Can I have all the prizes? No, you can't have all the what prizes. Are you going to do the sound of prizes? What what there's a what? puppy in there. There, might, there may be a puppy in there. Oh, see, so I got some buttons. Got buttons. Katie's reaching her hand in. I'm going to do play-by-play right now. Digging around, digging deep, trying to find mm. something good. Mm-hmm. Wait, where'd her arm go? It's gone. Oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> she got the bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. You got what you wanted. <laughs> Sid is uh, cautiously reaching his hand in, and he's There's pulling a out. There. It's a mousetrap. Sydney. And, Sid. An Everett license plate frame. Living Everett license plate frame. <laughs> you can put that on your Scion. Put it on your hey, red rim Scion. Nice. Yeah, that, that would I don't good. have a car. Yeah, Sid doesn't have a car. He doesn't drive. He's he, never driven. He don't is a car, actually. I don't know if any of you are joking or not, but either way. Uh, hopefully you have a car. Give it to somebody who does have a car. Uh, anyway, before we cut you loose, uh, let's see. Asks of our audience, when does your record come out? Uh, the it'll, seven, be, it'll be on Spotify on Friday. This Friday? Yes. yes. 17th. How about that? And this show comes drops. out on Thursday. Oh, wow, that's hey. awesome. So tune in uh, to Tomorrow. Spotify. That's why I booked them here. Yeah, that's awesome. On so congrats week. on that. And then where can people connect with you on the interwebs? Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, or our band email, sleepoverclubband at gmail.com. Nice. Just search for Sleepover Club. Band. Just do that. Sleepover Club Band. <laughs> Sleepover Club Band. band. We're, we're, band, still, band, band. we're still a little bit behind the Australian TV show, but we're catching up, and they will be in the garbage dust once we're done with them. <laughs> Beautiful. The garbage dust. That's awesome. 
That's funny. Uh, all right. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out for the Living Ever podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us feedback, tips, or whatever you want. Drop us a line at podcast at liveneverett.com, and we might read your comments on the next show. And a quick reminder, every month we have uh, we award the best in Everett as voted by you in our monthly Everett Awards. This month we're voting for Everett's best real estate office. It's quick and easy to vote. Just pop over to liveneverett.com slash evy. That's E-V-V-Y. Thanks so much, Sleepover Club. It has been a blast hanging out with you today. This has really been like one of the most fun uh, Living Everett podcasts that we've done. Special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J, uh, for co-hosting. Co-host. Producer, producing and co-hosting. Very Thank good. Thank you so much. You should catch Henry's radio show. It's called The Stereo Wire. It's every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. on 90.7 KSER. It's my favorite radio show. Oh, liar. He's <laughs> a stone you cold normally, liar, you, Normally you put some uh, funny banter thing for, here for me yeah, to read, didn't but you know, we left it off. No, week. sleep over clothes funny enough. Yeah, <laughs> true facts. Uh, good things happen in Everett because of you, so thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is why we're Everett till the grave.